question. Like, I clicked a button for a reason. Oh, yeah, we're live. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Dirty Bird Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast of Falcons Twitter. It's your girl, Lethal Saint, here. Um, And tonight I'm here with Eric. He is back at it. He is upset. And I'm here with Josh. Breeze cannot be here today. He's currently recording his um, KTSE podcast that is in the comments somewhere below. Not right now after this video because I'm too lazy to do stuff while live. Leave me alone. Okay, so how is everybody doing? Let's start with Eric and then Josh can explain his lighting situation. No, nah, man, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm actually more interested in seeing why, um, why Josh got his pretty Ricky lighting on right now. <laughs> I, I need an explanation, dog. It, it's, the, it's to match my mood. Like, like this team for this entire year is like, just like pissed me off, man. Like, like you want to play good defense against a really good team, a team that, 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 that may end up repeating. But you could, you could let Nick Foles carve you up, um, Teddy Bridgewater carve you up, like, like why, like why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. But I'm gonna. I know Josh hates when I do this, but I need to bring the mood down a lot for a second. Um. So on Christmas Eve. Some tragic stuff happened um, over this way. Um, so a family friend, unfortunately, his child uh, committed suicide on Christmas Eve. And everything was horrible. So I'm trying not to get emotional. But if you look at the ticker, the scroll across the bottom, that is the number for the National Suicide Hotline and the website. If you need help, please, please reach out. I know that, you know, sometimes that still doesn't help, but please reach out to them or any loved ones. And so that's going to be across there the whole time. Um, that is why you can reach out to me. I talk to people. I'm not as mean all the time as I may come across. So if you do want to reach out to me and talk about something, you can, and probably them too. So that's across there. Um, none of the women last week commented about the third leg situation. So I'm kind of upset that y'all weren't helping me on my side. And yeah, so I had to try to lift the mood back up real quick. So the game, um, I didn't watch it, but they did. Um, so guys, what the hell went on? What happened? Why is this happening? So... This is, I mean, this, this, what I'm getting ready to say can go across any sport. It doesn't matter. But when you're a team that's playing against the best of the best, the margin of error is that thin. Um, and, I, I went, and I had my preview column come out this week, and one, one of the key matchups I had in the game was the Atlanta Falcons versus themselves, which means they're playing the Chiefs, and they're playing a team that is well-coached, well-profound, well-polished on both sides of the ball. They cannot afford to trip themselves up. And that's one – the Falcons did that a couple of times today where 
they made the game a little easier for a team that was essentially was struggling for four quarters. Let's just be honest. This is the defending Super Bowl champs, and they were down by four points with under five minutes left. Um, when it comes to things like turnovers on both sides of the ball with the offense or defense, you, you, you have to not allow stuff like that to occur because, of course, you're, you're letting a team off the hook. Um, AJ Terrell, first round corner this year, um, a guy that I was I've been rooting for since day one because I felt like you know the talent fits where he got drafted. Um, Could have had a game ceiling interception with two minutes left in the game, but he dropped it, um, and the the Chiefs scored on the very next play. But those are plays where like you have to make it. I know it's a tough catch. I get it. But he had it at one point. He had it. It wasn't like he was juggling it the whole time. He had mm-hmm. it. And by the time his back hit the ground, the ball came loose and rolled away, and it was incomplete. You got to make those plays, man. Um, Young Way Koo just got voted to the Pro Bowl. Long ago. <laughs> I he might have missed, what, one field goal all year. I think he was still shooting 100% from 50 and beyond. This time he had a kick that was, what, 34, 35 yards? 35 yards. And he missed it. Bro. Dog. Let's get into it. Josh, you, you can go ahead and go first. Tell the people what you want to say about Mr. Hummel. I told y'all, man. Like, Grant, he was having a good year this year. whoop de do. But I told y'all. He, it's something about him that couldn't be trusted. And <laughs> today, he showed why. It was a routine kick, 35 yards. Like Eric said, you you batting 100 from from 50-plus this year. Why can't you make a 35-yarder? Man. It's, it's, it's not an easy field goal. But, like you just pointed out, he's made harder field goals this year. He's made field right. goals damn near, near midfield. And year. it's and it's not like it's for the for the game win. It's to go into overtime. So, yeah. like, it's not that – it's pressure on you, but it's not that much pressure on you. And he's he's had some pressure kicks this year, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might not have been, you know, you know, tail end of the fourth quarter, but he's had some kicks where it's like, man, we they, we really need this kick in order to stay alive in this game. But, True. Uh, again, you're – of all kicks – all year. The biggest game. <laughs> Arguably the most reliable player they've had all year. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Like this is what 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 how is this team gonna lose next week? <laughs> right. Damn. The defense played stellar. They forced two interceptions, could have had three, could have had four, we being honest. Yeah, yeah. Four. Matt Ryan played his ass off. Okay, well, nobody says 300 yards, two test snaps, drove the team down the field to give him a four-point lead with five minutes left. Everybody's saying he can't make the game with a drive. That man had two great drives to end the game. And it's the damn kicker. <laughs> the goddamn kicker. Damn kicker. Hey, man, I said on Twitter I was going to go off on him. But I'm more wanting to go off on all you people that kept telling me he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
<laughs> that he would never ever miss like Matt Bryant did. Y'all know I'm Matt Bryant high. Like I stand for the little bald old man. Okay. And y'all told me he never missed. Every time he made a field goal or some shit, one of y'all would be in my mentions about it. Or some of my friends would be texting me about it. And y'all have nothing, not one nan damn thing to say when he missed today. I want that same energy. Like Bree says, keep that same energy. I want to hear something. Don't worry. You have till midnight tonight because in the morning I'm texting and I'm tweeting all of you. Okay. I love that. Didn't he miss the extra point against Arizona last year? Yeah. He, he calls us the game too. Who are you talking? I know y'all ain't bring up Matt Bryant. No, I understand everything that Matt Bryant has done. But the last, last year, year, why have been packed? You know what? The Don't last year, Matt Bryant has been like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, his his, his very last year here, he cost us like two games. No lie, Arizona's one of them. And I forgot the other one. Okay, but if the offense scored and the defense made stops, we wouldn't be in that position. Yes It was literally the, the, the Arizona game was how cool it was. It was like to tie it up, he missed a PAT, and we we lost yeah. by like a point or something. Yeah, because that was that, that was the uh, – I remember that was the Devontae touchdown, the dump off in the flats. Yeah. And they needed that extra point, and he missed and it. And he shanked it, and we lost. That's how we lost the game, because he missed the PAT. Okay, and it was like cool today, though. Some yeah. like, like, like Brian. He wasn't. He wasn't. His no last person. year again. He he was kind of looking funny in the light too. There, there's there's no perfect kicker, but I another problem that I feel like needs to be addressed, and and, mm. I, and um. Josh has it written on his tagline a little bit because we only got one more week with this week here. <laughs> uh, Cutter need to get the hell out of here, man. For real, I nah. I can't I can't do it. I can't I can't. They get a key turnover. First play of midfield, first and ten. This man calls Max Protect with Christian Blake and Hayden Hurst, the only two going out for a route. <laughs> The Chiefs have seven defenders in coverage, and this man run a play-action pass. Bruh, come on, man. You don't even have Ridley and Gage on the field. No, you got your wide receiver five. What? Yes. You'll see it. It's, just go to Twitter. You'll see it. I actually, I, t- I, I had to, I had my live, t- my, uh, my DVR, I had to stop my DVR and rewind it back and take a picture of it because he literally ran a two-man route with Kristen Blake and Hayden Hurst. And it, to me, this is a critical point in the game because it was the second half. They just got the interception for Foyer. You know how most teams, they get a turnover. They like to take a deep shot. Yep. I like that concept. I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that you had your fifth best receiver on the field and a tight end running the only ones running around what that's what i don't like matt got sacked on that play 
Very next play, Matt got sacked again. Want to know why? Because, again, Matt has to hold on to the ball because he ain't got number two or three receivers, and they're dropping everybody back in coverage. Mm-hmm. And Cutter's trying to call plays for, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field. Doc, we, we've said on this show multiple times that Cutter should have been gone when DQ and what's the name? Yeah, Matiti. Yeah. And it was, it was like one drive where um, I was turning the radio. I think I want to say it's like first and no second and six. That I think he threw a ton of screen to uh, to Calvin, lose lose seven yards. So okay, it's six, it's third and thirteen, false start. Now it's third and eighteen, and then something else happened. We had to punt the ball. It's like little stuff like that. It hurts. It hurts team, especially like how Eric said, when you're playing against the reigning champs, you have to stay ahead of the chains, man. Like you can't like bad play calls, it cannot it cannot hinder your offense like that. Like this was, I just don't get it. Now now Matt Ryan played a hell of a game. I think it was twenty seven for thirty five, three hundred yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He got sacked four times, but he had uh, I think he had like hundred and twenty something QB rating. Um Essentially, if you look at the stat line, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes. This was a game, but a run game was actually working. It was producing chunk yards. Um, it wasn't getting, you know, 10, 15 yards a pop, but it was getting those nice four, five, six-yard runs. There was times in the game where you would they were running the ball. They would have Ito. Ito's getting a rhythm. You know, they'll bring Brian Hill in. He'll get a little rhythm. Mm-hmm. And the run game is working. Lean on it. I know you got Matt Ryan. I know you have Ridley. I know you have Gage. But this might have been a game where you should have leaned on a little bit more. And there were times where he called plays to get away from the run that was working, which I'm not understanding with him. I I, I don't get it. And then, like with a team against, like a team like KC, you want to keep the ball away from them. So in doing that, like you said, you run the ball. Especially if you're getting four or five yards a pop, take run the ball. Take it. This is a Kansas City team. This is a Kansas City defense that's pl- they're playing the pass. Mm-hmm. They're 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 facing against an, an offense that's what 28th in the league in rushing, and you're you're producing the run like stick with it, man. Like I I get it. It's it at times it can be boring, but it's working. Finally, yeah. it's working. And clock, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, he had this shit working in the second to last game yeah. of the season. Yeah, and he was rotating all three backs in, and all three were getting some type of production in the run game. Might not have been much, but they were getting four or five yards a pop. And this he, is so shameful. He he got away from it. That that's what he does. He gets away from it, and he just started relying on Matt. Yeah, and then that's when Matt gets sacked, and they're like, "Oh my God, why is Matt holding on to the ball too long?" It's it's a whole clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready for now. The thing with this, and I'm pretty sure you guys probably see this too, the fact that Cutter hasn't been terminated or fired at this point makes me kind of sort of not even want Raheem Morris even more because. I'm starting to think that those two are kind of joined at the hip a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He he that 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 very first Saints game, he threw Matt right under the bus, and didn't have any any issues with how uh, Dirk called that game. Yeah, he just like well, the quarterback held the ball too long. The the O line gave us some sacks, and that was it. Nobody was getting open. And that was it. Yeah. He didn't say, "Oh, I was some plays could have been called different." Nothing like that. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that's the case where. Raheem actually likes Dirk. He actually respects Dirk enough to not fire him. And in a situation where he may end up becoming full-time head coach, are we looking at a possibility of Kirk actually still being? Man, nah. Nope. Maybe not nah. a coordinator, but you may see him as like a quarterback coach or something like that, which I think uh, would still be terrible. I, yeah. I don't want him in the building. That sounds like no. He can't even. Serve, he can't even serve sandwiches at Chick Fil A. Yeah. Dog. That sounds horrible, but it also sounds like something we would do. Nah, I like I said, I, <laughs> I, I, them interviewing like Morris for for this um, for the position. I think they're just trying to trying to look. Look good in the in the public light, but I don't think Arthur is really thinking about like hiring this man as as head coach. The public don't want him, right? No, well, no. Now they don't, but it was it was like Mumbles like, oh well, look at the Falcons under Raheem. He's turned this this team around. The defense playing better. Yada yada yada. Why can't he get an interview? All right, I want y'all to notice. Just from the little bit of information that I do know, Ooh. there's a genuine relationship between the two. Oh God! This is him getting an interview is legitimately or isn't has to me it has nothing to do with the Rooney Rule. Like I think it it honestly feels he has a genuine like for Raheem Morris and he wants to see him prosper. So this what? is to me this is not. Oh, he's getting a he's getting a, a you know interview just because he's a you know a minority or whatever. Like no, Arthur Blank really thinks highly of Raheem. Like, if 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 Blank does this, I'm not gonna say he's gonna hire him. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying the the premise behind the interview is to me, I think it's beyond the Rooney Rule. Like he really no. really likes Raheem Morris. No, and I get that, but all that all that good wish of went out the window when when how we, how flat we came out against the Saints that very first game when we had two weeks to prepare for them, how flat we came out out against them, and again how we lost to Detroit, how we lost to um the Saints then, again. Then today, um, then today it hurts. Yeah. Oh my. Just like we saw last year when things might have been going down here for Dan Quinn, and then they went on the road in Week 15 and won in San Francisco, right? Yeah, I, I was thinking that same thing. Today mirrored that exact same game. Same circumstance. Yeah. That's how I look at it. I mean, I know they lost today, but I honestly felt like this might have been a feather in the cap a little bit for Raheem Morris. Nah, man. Again. Nope. They lost, but you you outplayed the defending Super Bowl champs. Literally for four quarters. Blank. Don't do it. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not saying he's going to hire him. I know. I'm just saying. The interview no. to me is like he's he really is an actual candidate because of no, that. I just I, I just want, I just want Blank to get that that idea out his head. Like no, Raheem, no, nope, no, no. Yeah. 
Who knows how to brainwash? Tell me, bro, it's not going nowhere. <laughs> Who knows? Someone needs to brainwash Arthur Blank because. Because if Blank is thinking, okay, yeah, I could bring Raheem back, but we we got to get rid of Dirk. No. That may be a possibility. Uh, I oh think Arthur also might listen to that. Like, when I when I say he loves, like, he really likes it. Like, the interaction between him and Raheem was way different between the interaction between him and Dan. Wow. Like, this, this is really more like, like, this, this is my, like, I, he's my, my son. You see what I'm saying? Like he, it was that type of bond. Like it was real, real close. It's real close. So this is like a genuine, this is like a genuine interview here. And oh my God. God. I think wow. there's a possibility where Raheem says, hey, I want this job, but I want to part ways with Dirk. I think Arthur might listen. Oh my God. Eric just brought down the mood. He just, he just, just killed just, the vibe. I just want, I don't want people to think like he's hes the number one candidate or is his job to lose. No, I just want people to think that this is not an interview based on a running room. It's easy to see it that way. But this right here is not that. God damn it. This, this is why I have my red lights because of <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. oh, God. What are we going to do? Okay. Well, sorry. I guess it's okay. Not really. But now, you know, sorry. my nerves are bad. Yeah. I need a drink. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward like to to next Monday. Now, now you say this, man. He's the number one guy in the building right now. Man, if I don't get that that notification, Falcons clean staff. Yeah, clean house with a coaching staff. I, I would not even be surprised because of their bond. I would not even be surprised if it's if it gets to the point where Arthur actually wants to keep him as a DC. Oh God, uh, Jesus, take but the wheel! You can't do that if you're bringing in a whole new head coach. Yes, you can. You can't as an owner. You can't be like, well, I'm gonna keep him as DC. You got to put him on your on your staff. As the owner, you can do any damn thing. You want. I mean, you can, but if you want to get a legit quality coach, you can't. You can't pull stuff like that. It depends. Yeah. If, it, if it's if it's someone like hypothetically, let's just say it's a, it's a veteran head coach has been around the block before, maybe you can you can say that like yeah you this guy probably wants his own. If it's a rookie head coach, like the enemy, then you will force him like Joe Brady. Then as Arthur Blank, you can say hey look, you a rookie, you're a first time head coach, it's your first time around the block. Raheem Morris knows his defense. You look what he did last year. It's it's more of a convincing for for Arthur Blank. He's, he can he can he can get in the ear a little bit of Joe Brady and say, "Hey, bro, you might want to you might want to keep him. This might work right here." Just saying. He does this, and I'm gonna get a shirt that says Arthur Blank is a horrible owner. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm gonna rock that, that shit. That play that plays along with the whole notion of Arthur Blank actually, you know, having emotion, real emotional ties with this team, with the players and the coaches. Like, it's yeah, in that category. Charmin, ultra strong. I mean, but it's it's, it's almost like that buddy buddy club that all coaches do anyway. So, 
I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of Oh my buddy. God, man. Y'all know how I feel. I'm tired. But I really, I would not be surprised if he's his his eyes have not gotten big at all, Padre. Yeah, not, not today, man. We're we, chilling today. We're yeah. chilling. But um, the okay. Speaking of Raheem, the defense. I know Eric got real emotional before we started recording, y'all. He got real emotional because AJ had AJ. That was it, man. But he said he's still emotional, like he heard him. I'll be right back. I'll discuss that in the defense. I, well, for one thing, well, they didn't have a sack today. So, oh, yeah, yeah, we did. No, we um, didn't. But, of course, you know, Fox had to show the graphic. You know, they had, like, 13 or 14 knockdowns, which is great. Yeah, they, they're getting the pressures. Those are wonderful. But they did not sack Patrick Mahomes today. I think – even overall, the defense played well. Um, you know, they were able to get their hands on a couple of turnovers. They they should have had two more. Mm-hmm. Um, playing against a, uh, an offense like this, though, you again, the margin of error is is real thin. I think one thing for them um, that I highlighted coming into the game, coming into the game, the Chiefs were number one in the league in yards at the catch and broken tackles forced. And those were two factors that I felt like the Falcons really need to harp on. It's, Tyreek is probably going to get his catches. Kelsey's probably going to get his catches. But you guys have got to bring them down. You cannot let big plays become bigger plays. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that they did focus on today. But, again, I think just, you know, what we've seen on numerous occasions this year, today was just another sign that, this team really needs to upgrade this pass rush, man. It's they really do, man. It's it's terrible. Yeah, and I, and, and I was I was saying like a, a few people there was like, oh, I forgot Fowler was on the team. Like, like touch <laughs> Hoodvick Beasley, man. He was. <laughs> it was the reason why I was Larry of the of that signing and. I maybe his ankle never healed from whenever he heard it. But again, this man has been a no show for like 80% of the season. Come on, man. I, I, I saw a couple plays where it looked like he packed it in for the season. It looked like he packed it in. But there were also times where he was out there and he was giving some effort, but he just and he can't make a play at all. Yeah, yeah. And if if they go into next season with him as the lead pass rusher again, we're in trouble. They're they're in real big trouble, man. My my thing is, if you see that we can save eight million dollars by cutting him, just pull that trigger. Like you can get this same production from a rookie, in my opinion. You can let him be the the true front cut of the offseason. Like, hey, it's you know. Economically, it may not be the greatest move, but you kind of understand why they're doing it. I mean, I, I'd be down with that. Yeah. But, but what's the backup plan? Whoever well, we draft, honestly. And and lean on that. I mean, we could. Get, that's the same production, though. Yo, 
Nothing's giving us now. We get that out of it quick. Yo, so real quick, I'm here for one reason, one reason only. What up, Eric? What's good? Uh, yeah, again, I tried to tell y'all earlier, man. Self care. Y'all don't have to do this. Y'all can uh boycott the the Falcons like I have for the last four weeks. <laughs> the only thing that I came here to say is that the Falcoholic put out a very spicy tweet a couple of days ago. It says 2020 Todd Gurley, 13 games, 182 carries, 644 yards, nine touchdowns, 3.5 yards per carry, 21 catches, 113 yards, 5.4 yards per reception. 2019, Devontae Freeman, 14 games, 184 yards, 656 yards, two touchdowns, 3.6 yards per carry. 59 catches, we 410 yards, six yards per reception, and four touchdowns. I only want one person to explain this. So what I'm saying is, as much as y'all hated Freeman, right, at the end of the day, if he ended up being trashed, guess what would have happened? We'd end up with Edo Smith starting like he is now and not costing us $5 million. Hey, good Mr. Damn Mr. good dog. Go <laughs> dog. You <laughs> Right. Special. Go ahead and hop on that, Mr. Red yeah, Light. Yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> what is this? What? Like, what is going on? <laughs> Jesus. One, we don't feature um Gurley in the past game like how we did with Free. For whatever what reason, we don't. That's the truth. That <laughs> is the truth. And then on top of that, we're, we're looking at Russian numbers. They, I mean, they're they're similar. Um, I mean, are better, but continue. At the same time, girl, also missed what one or two games this year. That sounds like a girly problem. Come on, man, really? Wait, wait, wait. But on top of that, he has more Russian touchdowns than than free. What's yeah. our rec- what's our record? What? Yeah. What's our what's our record? What's oh, our so record? Because my record discount his 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 numbers. You're bragging. You're bragging over him getting fullback touchdowns, bro. I'm. I this mean, man is, this man is sick. He has a problem. <laughs> he has, you have a problem, man. You have remember, a problem. I remember me, me, me and Josh actually went back and forth on this on Twitter a few weeks ago, and <laughs> that girlie had ten touchdowns. I said, "Bro, nine of them came from ten yards or less." I mean, yeah, he he got on back. I mean. <laughs> These are Keith Smith tests now, dog. <laughs> he paid five million dollars for a goal line back. That's crazy. Thank you. That's that's I crazy. Mean, so you telling that's, me Edo's getting nine nine touchdowns on the on the goal line? No. I would like to see them have the chance, not at five million dollars to pop. He's not going to be here next year. I mean, he yeah, he is. I I'll admit. Yeah, you got a point. Oh, and also uh Devontae Freeman never got benched, so there's there's the there's the ice on the cake. That's why he would. There's the ice on the cake. You have a concussion, or he would have some nagging injury that will force him to. to okay, to, so what's Gurley's excuse? Because he doesn't have those. He they he said it wasn't. Outrageous. They said it wasn't because his knee injury. They said it because that's what they told us. The okay, it's, before I, we signed him, they said his knee will flare up at times, and it won't. I for one, I for one wanted them to take a back in the draft. A guy like Cam Akers would have been great. Than giving Ty Gurley five million dollars, but somebody on this panel here, <laughs> and I don't know who. <laughs> I wonder who. Signing of the offseason. Okay, well, uh, we're going to get twenty seventeen Ty Gurley. I'm gonna tell you right now, he gone, Josh. Oh, I already said that. Yeah, he, he gone. In, in Josh's defense. Five million dollars is not that much money. Like it's a, it's a, it's a vet. Minimum. It's a vet minimum when you consider like the cap. 
it's not a lot of money, like five million dollars for one year. When you're but when you're signing a name like him to to be a lead back, when you just cut a guy that was, when you just cut a guy that was making just about the same amount. Yeah, but if you can get with the production that you've gotten from Todd Gurley or the lack of production you got from him, one million dollars isn't but that it's not like you're not you're not craving like oh well we could we could use that five million dollars elsewhere. It's just the expectations dollars. were for him to not come in and get Devontae Freeman numbers. Who 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 mm. had that who had those expectations? Because I didn't like uh, uh, Falcons Twitter yeah. thought this was the coming of Christ. Like, I, I, yeah. I, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Entire, yeah. Wait, wait. The entire NFL did because once, yeah. the entire, yeah. oh, Falcons got girl, it's gonna be I felt a team like the Rams letting him walk and eating that dead money was a clear sign. Like, dude, he's not who he is. Yeah, teams don't do that. Yeah, but you know, we just had no teams. Are, the Falcons do that. We do stuff like that. Okay, okay. We pick up people's trash. But you're you're missing the point. You're missing the point. You're missing the big picture, though. That man played for the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay, so that means he's <laughs> one, of the, one of the better players. great players. Most of the great running backs come from the University of Georgia. So the yeah. idea that the Falcons will be able to get a big name from yeah. UGA, you do that every time. You do that. Well, you can't even to get Herschel Walker in the nineties. They should have oh, got. Man. If you can get Herschel Walker right now, you do it for five million dollars. But all, all jokes aside, Swift he's making that that Lions offense click. They can't do anything without him. As much as we like to joke about Georgia running backs, who's joking? Nobody's joking. We, I mean, they're legit. I'm just saying, like the 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 benefits you're going to get from having Todd Gurley this year was kind of killed by the pandemic because he was going to put butts in seats. And nobody could actually go to the game, so it <laughs> we really just took a huge L for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole Georgia UGA Falcons connection was wasted. It was pointless. <laughs> and we're looking stupid again. Not so Steven Jackson 2.0. Not so. No, you got to blame Julio. Let Eric go. Julio was the one that recruited him to that man. Gurley's game management. Like he almost cost the team three games this year. Let's be honest. Okay? We all know about the deep, the, the Lions game. We all know about that. Embarrassing. You go, back that, you go back to that Carolina win that they had on the road in that game. They had the ball. They were up eight. Instead of staying inbounds and letting the clock run, Mr. Oh. Gurley wants to run out of bounds and stop the clock, which allows the Panthers to make the stop and get an extra possession there. They almost could have won. This this has been a total waste of five million dollars. I'm just being honest. They could have gave me five hundred thousand dollars, and I could have came in and did something, man. Like, damn, that's just I don't I don't ever want them to do this again. Okay, if 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 this was the point to get butts in the seats, they failed because even if they were allowed to have fans in the games, like this was this Gurley has killed this team. I'm just being honest, man. I know Cutter, I know Cutter's history with running backs. Gurley has killed. This this is this is this is the perfect this is the perfect reason to get Julio up out of here. This is Julio's idea. Julio was the one that recruited Todd Gurley whoa, to Atlanta. Whoa. So this is on Julio. Oh wait, so wait, 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 This is whoa. the perfect reason. This is the perfect reason to be like, you know what? Here. Julio, you enjoyed your time. <laughs> You're the greatest Falcon to ever suit up for this franchise. 
but this mistake was catastrophic. Right. He's been a little bit injury, and it's time to move on, guy. I'm you, sorry. You, you crossing, you're crossing the line, all right? <laughs> am I, am I? No one said anything to mention anything about Quintor. What? What? But but can can we also put in context under Dirk? There has been no formidable run game, and then and the wait 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 wait, just hear me out. And then the O line play. That's all I'm saying. The O line play that's creating run lanes for Edo Smith. And also, if you knew that, why sign Dirk? Why why sign him in the first place? If you knew that he is not a run creator or a creative run play caller, why even waste the time? Ask Julio. No, ask, ask these these fiends over here. These 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 Falcons fans are out of control, man. Like, and, and I know I'm kind of jumping around. We talked about this briefly last week, but yo, I need one of you Falcons fans to please legitimately let me know how Calvin Ridley got snubbed for Justin Jefferson. I'm sick of the. Somebody told me that the media rigged it. He so, dance. huh? He doesn't dance. Oh, okay. Okay, okay no, no. <laughs> Justin Jefferson has created a, a <laughs> everybody's copying it now. He's, he's in. I mean, people were saying it's rigged. He didn't deserve it. I'm like, yo, did y'all look at this man's stats? That, that y'all know who this man's quarterback is? That like, is come a legitimate on. question. That is a legitimate. And given the fact that he's produced like that without Julio on the field, taking you know taking those things away from him like that, that's even more impressive. Let me let me go ahead and say something. The reason why Calvin really did not make the Pro Bowl is because of if, you, if you're watching YouTube, you can see this. But right now, I'm pointing at Gift Queen, I'm pointing at Eric Robinson, I'm pointing at Josh, and I'm pointing at South. Korea. Oh, you the know reason, I did. The reason know. why Calvin really did not make the Pro Bowl is because the fans didn't vote him in. This podcast didn't. This podcast didn't support him. They didn't get a rally going. They didn't get him trending. At all. The only reason Calvin really gets to trending is when he does something dumb, and that's because that's what Falcons do. They only focus on the negative stuff. <laughs> because he does some negative things, Falcons fans decided to shit on him all year. So when it came down to Pro Bowl votes, y'all get petty, y'all Wait. get envious, and y'all decided, hey, we're not yeah. voting him in because he had one or two bad plays, so you're not going. So if you want to blame someone for Calvin Ridley, we're no. not getting into the, to the Pro Bowl. No. Everybody right now that's listening to this podcast, because I'm assuming you're a Falcons fan, you're to blame for this. No. this well, fault. You can well, blame I, me. I, I actually voted. Then I stopped voting because people started making sense. Like, okay, you know, when it's time for, for new contracts, they're going to bring up these Pro Bowl Pro Bowl votes. Oh, so that's why I stopped voting. But you now on top of that, Calvin has at least one or two times in every game where he does something dumb, where he like cuts back across the field. It cost him a Pro Bowl vote. No. I let me let me speak. No, I'm, for, I'm, I'm okay. talking about in, in general. Calvin, he 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 does a lot of dumb stuff. So it's like, uh, Padre. Don't don't agree with with Marcus. Why yeah, are you agreeing with Marcus? It's the truth. People okay. aren't people aren't turned on to vote for players on a losing team, man. Like that's it is what it that, is. Like don't be mad at Justin Jefferson for being the first rookie wide receiver for twelve hundred yards, and seven receiving touchdowns since Odell Beckham Jr. in twenty fourteen. Don't be mad I mean, at him for balling out with Kirk Cousins, bum ass quarterback. But you, don't be you mad at their fans for voting. They voted. He balled out. We didn't. Shut up. It's but, over. But, but you can't bring I up Kirk Cousins when, when Alan Thielen has the same quarterback to you. Alan Thielen's not a rookie. Alan Thielen's not a third-year player like Calvin Ridley. But at the same time with Calvin, again, he, he missed one or two games. 
He could it's easily have game. He could have already had a thousand yards by two weeks ago. Okay. Ooh. That's great. Calvin. Calvin. Okay. I didn't vote for them because they suck this year. So I got a I got a stat for you guys. All right. Uh-oh. This goes to show how great Calvin really has actually been. Now I think I know what the stat is, but go ahead. I will I will say he's still not a wide receiver one. All right, so I'm trying. Oh, to, don't say it again, real quick. Repeat that, please. Some please speak to the mic. Some people felt like today he proved he was a wide receiver one. No, he's not. He's not. Okay. He's a great complimentary receiver. Calvin Ridley is the seventh player in NFL history to have 200 receptions, 3,000 yards, and 26 touchdowns in the first three seasons. The other players on the list: Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, <sighs> Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, and Andre Rosen. So this man has balled since day one. He's been in Atlanta. But I feel like this was a year for him where he truly took his game to the next level. Because, again, he did it without Julio. These these are these are stats that you can look at and say where well, he shared the field with Julio. Well, you can't really say that this year. Julio missed a considerable amount of time. This man has really been their only legitimate receiving threat for a while, and he's still balled. He definitely deserves a Pro Bowl vote in my opinion. Again, the, the the consensus like best receivers, like top five receivers in the league, are like DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. Calvin really has more receiving yards than Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, Tyreek Hill, and yep. Devontae Adams. He's yep. third in the NFL in receiving yards. He has nine touchdowns. The yep. idea that that type of production isn't wide receiver one production doesn't make any sense. Uh, you, but see, you don't watch the Falcons games. So okay, that's, that's yeah, you gotta watch. Well, well, he also well, did this without Julio playing in most of these games. So the idea that he is third in the NFL receiving yards and has he'll probably end the season with his second year double digit touchdowns, and that's not wide receiver one material. Well, we're, we're saying from a mental aspect again, like today with the the, the long catch that he had, he could have just just ran straight touchdown, but he does the little thing where he cuts back. And allow for them to tackle him. It's little stuff like that he does okay, once, well, at least gonna, once every game. I'm just gonna do the thing that y'all do, and I'm just gonna blame Dirk Carter. So, so let, me, let, me you, <laughs> let me ask you this: um, Chris Godwin was third in the league last year in receiving yards. Is he a wide receiver one? Is he? Yeah, I'm asking you. Well, he's, Mike Evans. I mean, he's pro- if he was your wide receiver one, like I'd be fine with that. You I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be like if he was a if he was the wide receiver on my team. I'm fine with that, but they got Mike Evans down there too, and they got Gronk down there, and they got Tom Brady who throws right. Antonio Brown last year. He yeah. didn't have Gronk. He didn't have Brady. He had Jameis. And he had Mike Evans. Third in the league in receiving yards, and you will sit here and say that based on last year, you would make him your wide receiver one. I wouldn't be mad if he was my wide receiver one. Good I'm job, Mark is in that leads league in, re- in reception yards. Like, what else does he need to do? Well, my my quick point because I gotta I gotta run to kind of deconstruct or debunk that tweet by Kevin Neely. I'm pretty sure that's the guy we're reading from. What I would argue is, is the same thing with the quarterback thing. We're at a completely different era right now. Like I'm not gonna count his stats with the likes of Jerry Rice and R. Jerry Rice, Andre Rice, and Randy Moss. Right? You can with OBJ though. Only reason I won with OBJ is because. For whatever reason, let's say three or four years ago, there was an argument about him being the top three with him, Julio, 
and uh, Antonio Brown being 1A, 1B, 1C, arguably. He hasn't really been living up to that top billing as that guy in the NFL for whatever reason, whether he plays for the Browns or his issues in New York. A.J. Green has been a shell of himself for quite a long time. You know what I'm saying? Mike Evans cool, so you got you got one that I can maybe say, hey, that's that's legit. But we're in a, a passing league, right? The numbers are going to be a, a little bit more inflated. So I'm not going to that, – that's the one thing that I don't like about statistics to an extent, especially with Falcons fans, is they see stuff like that, and that fuels the narrative like, oh, he's wide receiver one, he's elite, he's great, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm, saying that. I'm not saying you. I'm saying like Falcons fans that don't – They're like, not saying it either. <laughs> Okay, got you. Okay, I, 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 the least the ones I've seen. Everyone that I've seen is they hate Calvin Ridley. Nah, they, man, they're foaming at the mouth. Wide receiver one, he got snubbed. Stop slandering him. He's the ghost. Slide red, all that shit. Nah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to understand what Falcons fans want because they hate everything. They hate everyone on their team. So I don't, I don't know what it is that they want from it's Calvin Ridley. It, it's right. like he's not wide receiver one, but he should have been in the Pro Bowl. Like, which one is it? It can't be both. He he does have situational awareness for the most part. I mean, we don't have to vote Robert receiver one into the Pro Bowl. We, I just felt with today's season, given the circumstances that were around him, I think to me, you kind of sort of have to factor in that he's not sharing the field with Julio in a in a Pro Bowl vote. To me, given the fact that the Falcons are still losing games, but this man is still balling, he's still able to produce. I'm not sitting here saying he's a wide receiver one. I don't think he's a wide receiver one because of his physical abilities. There's certain things that he can't do that I can see from other receivers like Julio, like DeAndre. I don't get that from Calvin Ridley. So that's that doesn't make me say he's wide receiver one. It's not the numbers. It's just his physical talent, his ability as a receiver. So, but I still feel like with this year, he yes, he deserved to go to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I, I guess. Good, good, good luck with that. Good just, luck with that. Be, I just want y'all to be happy. I really do. We will on Black Monday next week, I think. Yeah. I hope. I don't know. Yeah, Eric not, dropped, not after what Eric just told us. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Eric dropped some tea talking oh, about how Blank and uh, Raheem are like buddies. The interracial brothers. <laughs> all, so. I said, all I said is that they're, real, they're closer than a lot of people think. And the, so basically, Raheem will be our new coach. That, no, I didn't say that. But the headline of Raheem Morris getting an interview, to me, knowing what I know, it goes beyond just a Rooney Rooney because there's a legitimate relationship between him and Arthur Blank. Like, it's they, Arthur Blank really thinks highly of Raheem Morris. Like, he wants to see what he wants to see. So, okay. I, then write him great. Write him a great letter recommendation for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Exactly. Send it to Detroit. Send it to Jacksonville. Oh, send it to Detroit because uh, uh, Demetrius supposed to be possibly getting hired out there. Yeah, right, pair them right. two up. You guys, right. that, and I'm not sitting here saying that he's going to get hired or he's the lead candidate. I'm just saying that to me, it goes beyond just interviewing a black person. Like he really, he really like that's the that's the type of move owners make when they're asleep at the wheel and they don't really care. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, you told that's my original take. Stop that. Well, and, and and real quick too, I think that a kind of a doomsday scenario. Oh wait, real quick, what are your thoughts on? Uh, I saw a fan. I don't know if y'all talked about this, but I saw a fan tweet out like, "Oh, matter of fact, it was the homie uh, uh said he tweeted out like, yo, 
why isn't uh, Eric Bieniemy's you know offense putting up fifty points in the Falcons? And, and my kind of counter to that is like, yo, why are you trying to pick like the worst game to be the yeah. the, the narrative for his entire coaching yeah. right. career? Like, right? The, the Falcon and, and my take was like, yo, this is the same thing that happened with the 49ers last year. I don't think these teams take the Falcons seriously. Nope. Would you? I wouldn't. They probably didn't practice all week. They probably had barbecue right before the game. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't care, and they still won. This man, you know what I'm saying? Like this man doesn't even have the job yet, and y'all already hate him. That's what I'm talking about. Why are we hating no. this guy already? No, no. Because, I, I will. I will speak for the Falcon fan base. A lot of them don't hate Eric Bieniemy, but. That was, skeptical. Great, that was a great point brought up by, by Breeze. Like, yeah, a lot of I did see that a lot on Twitter today that some people use this game to hang over the enemy's head as a play caller when this man has been known to call plays in the playoffs, especially last year during their postseason run. But they want to use this game as to, oh, well, yeah, maybe the Falcons shouldn't hire him. Maybe it may have just been a good game plan for the Falcons defense. How about that? Man, no, because in, in my opinion, the Falcons are the get right team for the most part. Everybody is gonna have some type of career day against us. Taysom did it, Bridgewater did it. Like oh. everyone had some type of career game against us. So today was the prime example. Like I said, from from before kickoffs, I thought we were gonna get slaughtered by oh, KC. Yeah. yeah. But for whatever reason, the offense wasn't clicking. And they let us stay in the game throughout throughout the entire thing. I thought the second half they was gonna pull away. That still didn't happen. So it's like you kind of have that curiosity, like why, like what is going on from KC um, play calling standpoint to where they aren't killing Atlanta. I well, you that was brought up during the game that the Chiefs were six and zero in games decided by one score or less this year. So they played close games like this all year. Now, I think you can make a case like that. This is really the only game that we saw from him. Like, man, they really they're struggling for four quarters. But they've been winning games like this all year. I I honestly believe today was just a day that the Falcons woke up on the right side of the bed and they had the right game plan and they kind of caught the city off guard for a little bit. They so, couldn't. They just couldn't take advantage when they had the opportunity. So we we couldn't wake up on the right side of the bed when we played Taysom twice. No, because they're scared to play the Saints for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're scared. I don't get it. But see, it's it's all going to be to me. It's all going to be for not when the Chiefs go into the playoffs and they post forty points in the playoffs. Yeah. Are we really going to look back at that Falcons game? And say, Man, why they didn't put up fifty points there? Like to me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're hanging this over being to me for what? Oh. But you know how we do. Even when, prime example, when AJ, that video came out of AJ after we dropped him, everybody hung that shit over his head. Now everybody's been eating crow ever since. Well, I've been making sure people been eating crow this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they have been eating fucking crow. Are we third? No. Um, okay, so here's the thing. So technically, right now they're fourth because Miami, um, Houston losing, I believe, gave Miami the strength of schedule. So right now Miami's third. 
if Tennessee loses, that changes the strength of schedule for the Texans, and the mm-hmm. Falcons will leap. Will leap Miami, and Miami will drop the fourth. The Falcons will go to third. Oh wow! So Tennessee, Tennessee has to lose tonight, and if Tennessee loses tonight, the Falcons will get back to third. Yeah, it looks like Tennessee is going to lose. So let's let's just assume that uh the Falcons are in the number three slot. We take them to Kyle Parsons. Next, next, question. next question. Who? We're taking Makai Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. Next question. No, no love for Zach. Next. No, question. no love for Field. No, no I, I like I like Zach, but it's it's like we we in my opinion we need defensive help. We do. And okay. Well, not, not just help, but we just need a defensive playmaker. Whoever on what level it is, we just need that person. Well, let me ask you this: Is is this? I, I'm not a I'm not a college football guy. I like I watch. The major bowl games, and that's about it. Um, this Makai, like Parsons, is he like a generational defensive player that you would have to take at number three? Like, if he, if like, if you didn't have the number three overall pick, is another? Is he going in the top five? Yes, he's. That I would say definitely top ten for sure. Yes, he's been he's been compared to Luke Keekley. That's a, that's a lot of the comparisons that are going away. To me, he's the best defender in the draft easily. No question. No debate. The best defender, regardless of position, corner, edge rusher, lineman, he's the best defender in the draft. Um, to me, it's not a need, but it can. I believe it can enhance the Falcons' defense because you can allow to have him inserted alongside Foyer and Deion Jones. Um, and I think that changes things for – you know, even if you were to still run a 4-3, think of the blitz packages you can have where you can send Michael Parsons but still drop Foyer and Dion back in coverage. That's one of the strengths for, for Michael Parsons. He's able – when it comes – he was actually recruited to Penn State as an edge rusher. Um, he played a little bit of edge rusher in high school, so he knows how to get after the quarterback. He knows how to tackle. Um, but he played middle linebacker at Penn State, so he still has some things he needs to work on here and there at that particular position. But I think because of his talent, his raw athleticism, he can really help with the I think he's worth the top five. Do you think it'd be worth it to maybe trade down with, say, like, Absolutely. A t- like a team like Denver? Absolutely. Denver right now has a number 10 pick. And say they, they really like either Zach Wilson or uh, Trey Lance, and the Panthers are in front of them, and the Panthers are looking at a quarterback, too. So you called you called Denver like, hey, we're willing to move down, you know, six spots for you to get your quarterback. Now you might miss out on Micah, but you might also get like a second and a third and a second next year. Do you think that's worth it to miss out on this Parsons kid? Is he that good? I'm never against trading down. I don't care who's in the draft. I'm never against to, to be able to, to not only accumulate picks for that draft, but also for the, yeah, uh, next year, yeah. uh, for the future drafts, I'm never. Well, I mean, great teams are. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that um, who I, I can't remember who uh, who traded up for for Robert Griffin the third that ended up giving up like what three or four first round picks for him. Oh yeah, long ago the teams were doing that. So if a team is willing to give the Falcons three first rounders to trade up for a chance at, at Zach Wilson in the top five, I'd be, I'd be damned if they don't take it. I'm taking it. I mean, they're, they're, 
there is a scenario to where you can keep the number three overall pick, get your guy Parsons, mm-hmm. and still accumulate more draft picks without trading down. There is a scenario where you are able to do that. Don't ask. Don't ask. Why don't you say something crazy? Don't Julio, aren't you? Yeah, so it's gonna be involved. Who you're mad? Why? We're not, we're not going. Go ahead, Look at his face. Look at his face. It's a trap. Quintoris, is not going anywhere. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think it's something to at least think about slash consider when you consider his age, uh, what he has been doing the last few years. He's oh, but he's always been that way. The, the last I, I understand that, but you, it, the thing is, you'd rather get rid of him too early than keep him on too long. And it's like, I've talked, I've talked with Josh about this before. It's like, do you want what's best for the team or do you want what's best for these players as long as they stay in Atlanta? Well, here, you know what I'm saying? Here's my rebuttal for that. I, I truly believe that even though they need to restock the roster a little bit, some solid coaching can have this roster right now as a win team next year. Exactly. So if you can get the right staff in, why would you jeopardize trading away a guy like Julio when you re- you really, I mean, you can look at today, you can look at this year's schedule and and see they're not that far away. I know they're losing games, but they're really not that far away, man. They could have beat the Saints. They could have beat the Chiefs today. They they, I mean, they have seven. They're one and seven, I believe, this year in games. Oh, and six. One score. By, by six points or less, yeah. We always say they're right there. So if you're if you're the right coach, if you can say, hey, man, hold this team up, we can win 10, 11 games next year. Why trade Julio? Well, no one's saying blow the team up, but I'm telling you, like, if you can get a first round pick right now for Julio, you're not taking it. Hell no! Not not just one. No, it has to be a first for this year, and the first and the first for next year, and the second for next year. Man, I'm, I'm not just giving them up for one. I'm one like, first that, that, I didn't say the entire deal, but I'm saying if they're on the line, like, hey, you're at least getting a first round pick this year and a second. I'm for, a 30, for a 31-year-old Julio Jones. I'm hanging up the phone and I'm blocking your number. <laughs> okay. Well, and that and that and I feel like that's the thing. We were just like, well, I'm doing what's best for the player as long as he stays in Atlanta, not what's best for the team. I need at least two first rounders for Julio. To entertain you, two. I need two. We can we can have a conversation if you just say I give you two first rounders. All right, we can talk. Now you probably gonna need to throw some more in there, but we can mm-hmm. talk. Considering what what they gave up for him, exactly the stuff that they gave up for him, you you like you're not feeling the effects of that because those players aren't in the league anymore. I don't care, but he's still Julio. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Is he Julio? Are you kidding? Is I mean, it's old. Oh, Are you crazy? Is it crack? Guys. Is it crack? Is it meth? He's still oh Julio. my god! All right, what was it? All right, let me let me look at this. As, 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 as Denver, as, as, Denver, as Denver, if he's still Julio or not. No, I'm gonna look at his stats from today's game real quick. Hang his, on. His first game, his first game back in injury. If he's still Julio, they'll tell you. I'm gonna look up the stats from today's game real quick. There you go. Hang there on. you go. See, okay. you see why we've only been taking him in doses. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, let me let me go look. What was the last game y'all played? I'm gonna look at the stats for that game. Who who y'all play? <laughs> you already know. Look, oh, Padre. He wasn't playing. No, he wasn't playing. You know crazy. what? Don't you have to worry about some women with the Ask the Saints if he's still Julio. Right. 
Okay, I mean, I'm looking at the stats. As, as, as Marcus Lattimore, if he's still Julio. He had, he had 94 yards the last time he played the Saints this year. As, as, as and then before that, he had 39 yards in the loss. He, has, he had 157 against Seattle. Ask Seattle if he's still if he's still Julio. Oh, yeah, y'all lost that game, too. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right, what's it on here? Wow. He had 137. <laughs> Like you're saying, I'm, you, you keep you, like you're bringing up these good games. Okay, let's look. Let's look at it. All right, game one, 157 yards. That's great. Week two, 24 yards. Week three, he didn't play. Week four, 32 yards. Week five, he didn't play. Week six, 137 yards. Seven, 97 yards. Week eight, 137. Week nine, 54. Week 10, didn't play. Week 11, 39. Week 12, didn't play. 13, 94 yards. 14, didn't play. 15, didn't play. 16, didn't play. Is he playing next week? Who knows? Hey, he still got more yards than your wide receiver one, Chris Godwin. Ooh. 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 And, then, and then, Mark, you Mark, Mark, that was the, you, you named almost like, like seven games where he almost had a honey yard. How? That no, hurts. I mean, I say almost. He, had, he had three 100-yard games, and he had two 90-yard games. The okay, other games were under, like, 50 yards. Oh, that hurt my spirit. He's still productive, even I'm with not, the bad hand. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not saying Julio isn't productive. I'm not, I'm not saying he's washed. I'm just saying at this point, it, at what it, point? Does, it, it does make sense if you can get a first and another first, maybe a second, it would make sense to move on from him because you can get more value for him now. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 shown that he is not able to stay on the field that much. So why not get value? Why not get more opportunities? Why not get more picks? Why not get younger players on cheaper contracts that can help you build for a long-term victory? As well, Marcus, he, he could have been playing if we would have gave him proper rest from jump. Like we we when he entered his hammy and then we were like okay you still gonna play he he um the hammy worked he didn't get the proper rest this year for for him to recover from the hamstring right so you can't just say oh all these injuries well yes he had one injury and we didn't let him recover from that injury did that happen last year too N- no he missed I had this I'm um, arguing with my brother and my homeboy he missed one game last year. In the he last was, he was hobbled last year, though, right? Pr- prior to this year, in the last from like 16 or 17 to 19, he missed one game. Who knows? You know, you pointed you pointed out the games that he played. I mean, he didn't play a full season, he only gave him nine games worth of worth of production, right? But you know, he's still eighth in the league in receiving yards per game in those nine games, right? That's great. So that means his value is still very high. So, so why would you get rid of that? What's our point? But you can also get that same production from Calvin Ridley. No, you he can't can give you those numbers. You no. can give you those receivers. No, no. Hey, no. get this man out of here. <laughs> Marcus, stop. Next no. time. Hush. You're on mute. Okay. And no. Adolphus, you, you hush too. Worry about Jacksonville. Okay. You all up in the comments. I'm kick your ass too. As soon as I get myself to Florida, both of y'all. Foot. Oh. In ass, okay. So, um, Padre asked this question earlier. Uh, thoughts on JJ Watt possibly coming to Atlanta if Rick Smith gets hired? First of all, I don't even know who Rick Smith is. 
because I don't be paying attention like that. Damn. But JJ Watt, he cost to me, he just cost too much money. One, two, where's that hurricane money, JJ? Where is the hurricane money? I still have not gotten an answer for that after all these years. You did the city of Houston dirty with that shit, okay? And third, I don't know. I just don't like him. He be injured too much for me. Okay, now experts can can discuss this. JJ, JJ plays injured like all the time. But no. Yeah, yeah, I won't. I won't want touch that. We we can we we can do a lot worse. Cast space. They're, they're not going to have the cast space for that. Yeah, all the injury prone. Okay, so I was right about some stuff. I still want to know where that money's at. He ain't that old. He he like thirty one. He like my age. He's still JJ. He's still JJ. JJ. He's still JJ. But I don't. I wouldn't. Given their given their cap situation next year, which is going to be, you know, I mean, they're really going to have to make some cuts, but it's manageable. But I wouldn't bring his contract on top yeah. of what they're already going to deal with. Yeah. So speaking of JJ, I want to ask Eric and y'all. Y'all can say something too, but I want to ask Eric since he he's a inside man. I know he can't say much of anything but i just want to know so jj was on i don't know something today some press conference or something and he was pissed and he was like uh nobody on this team is practicing and the fans yes y'all aren't working out y'all aren't doing what y'all are supposed to do i'm pissed off for the fans right and uh he was Pretty much pissed at his teammates. I don't know if he said anything to his coaches in that little clip, but why don't we have anybody like that on our team? Do they not love us? Like I think they don't love us because, like, what the fuck? Why is nobody passionate about well, us being losers? Well, uh, Grady Jarrett came out today and made yeah. us think about um, the, t- the players not thinking about drafting, not thinking about tanking, stuff like that. Um, because he was asked that question in a post-game interview. Um, we we talked about this before, and I even talked about this on the shows with Falcons. But for some somehow, some way, Dimitrov and Dan Quinn have strategically built a locker room that is made of guys that are not that are not the type that would get in your face. They're not the type of guys that would give you those type of press clippings and the interviews. I don't know how they did it. I don't know if they purposely did it, but they literally, they, they got a locker room full of guys that are Boy Scouts. Let's just be honest. Stop. And that's that's where the culture needs to change. You don't have guys. I don't, I don't think there's one guy in that locker room right now that will make a statement like J.J. White. Not one guy. Yeah. Well, well, Grady and Matt, they were just like, we're not in the business to to tank. Like, we out here trying to compete and win games, too. Yeah. They, said it, they said it in a Jehovah Witness type of Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm like. He, I, I saw he said that, and I was just like, I'm trying not to cuss him out for saying that because why, why aren't you? Why aren't you doing your job? Why isn't anybody on the team doing their job? 
I'm if that's your job. I want people to realize that players do not think about tanking for a draft pick. Like nobody, I don't know what fans think this. Like they actually believe players take the field and say, hey man, we can get a number one overall pick if we lose it. Players don't think that way. Like nobody thinks that way. And if you if you honestly believe Julio Jones and Matt Ryan is going to take the field and say, man, we can get a top five pick if we lose it, you are completely out of your mind. Like that's they're not tanking. They're not going to purposely tank. But you know, you you did bring up a good point. Like yeah, that locker room they just don't have they don't have the the type of guys that will you know be in your face and in your grill in, in necessary moments. And, and that's something that needs to change this offseason. I can do it. I've been saying it. I will do it for a hundred thousand dollars. Difference. You just want to cuss people out for no reason. Like that's just. Right. It is reasons. That would be a waste of money. <laughs> That'd be a waste of money because you're How? not intimidating. you're not intimidating at all. Yes, I am. You're really no one's going to be like, no one's going to be shaking in their boots with your with your you know walking out there with your pancakes or whatever. So no one's going to be really about you. <laughs> saying like you just you all, all all they're paying for is for a fan to be at practice to be mad. Yeah, they're paying for a Twitter troll to be mad at practice. And you know what they're He's he's pretty yeah, he's pretty on point with that. What are they gonna I'll do? Walk, I'll walk around with my Ruger threatening to blow off fucking kneecaps. I'll slap shit out of grown ass man. I don't care. You so little today, but like man, stop playing. Let's sit down. I'll get a fucking ladder and get in their face yeah, and smack the shit out of somebody. A hundred thousand dollars. It's not hot. I'll turn these pansies into winners. Winners, and if they don't like it, they can get off the team and go fucking work at the car dealership like that one wide receiver that we used to have. What was his name again? Oh, Leonard Hankerson. Yes, they don't oh, like it. at the local car dealership. I knew it was yeah. a car salesman. You don't know? God. Yeah, he's selling cars, man. I think he in Miami, back in Miami, selling uh selling cars. He was a teacher. Was oh a teacher wow! Before the no. No, no, no shit. He was he was a teacher. What? Before yeah, man. He posted a selfie in CarMax, swear to God. He works at CarMax? Yeah. It ain't even a luxury car dealership. God uh, damn. Uh, you out here he CarMax. Minivans. God damn. He be selling people them cars people die in. CarMax is auction block cars. Don't buy them cars, people. Don't buy them cars from CarMax. I don't care how good the deal is. They be getting oh off the auction block. They be cleaning up all the, the CSI tape and the blood and all that, and they just be selling all these cars. How do you know this? That's what I hate. Oh, yeah. One of my friends, my old friends, ex-boyfriend worked at CarMax. But he was selling them shit, so he was selling shit out of them cars. But don't buy, don't buy no CarMax car. If you have it, return it. It's probably got a ghost in it just chilling with you every time you drive. I ain't fucking playing. Don't look at me like that, Marcus. You can't see me, but don't, look at, don't fucking look at me like that. <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm crazy as hell. I don't know why y'all look at me crazy every time I say some crazy shit. But that's what happened. And we don't got nothing to talk about. Nothing. Um, 
Oh, dang. Y'all got anything else to add? Well, not Marcus. Don't say nothing. We have one more week. One more week, and we are free of Dark Court Carter. Cutter. Y'all better make sure he get out of Atlanta, too, man. What? Make sure he get out of Atlanta, all right? Like, don't let him. Like, he, he when he, he get fired, like, he has to leave the city, too. Like, you can't. You can't just get fired and just stay there and think, you know, like, I'm just going to resign. Like, no, bro, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go, dog. Like, is Duluth too close? Because that's where he probably at. I, that's up to y'all. I don't know if y'all want to be the state of Georgia. Definitely not the city of Atlanta. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait. I got one thing for Mike. Uh, yeah, didn't y'all blow a uh, 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 17 point lead for that? Okay, hey, okay. Yes or no? Let me talk about the Colts. Answer the question. Bring it up. It's wild. So get this. So we pretty much have the playoffs on the line, and we come out and, like, are dominating. Like, I think it came – it went up to, like, 24-7. Offense is rolling. Defense is rolling. And the offense just sputters because the head coach, who is also the offensive play caller, Starts to call a bunch of passing plays when a running game was working the entire game. And we go three and out, three and out, don't stop the clock. And our defense is kind of like, you know, is unable to hold uh, Pittsburgh because they're constantly on the field because the offense can't sustain a drive because they won't just run the damn ball. They literally have T-shirts and hats made in that uh, stadium (laughs) selling it on shirts and hats that say run the damn ball. Like that's their motto. They spent so much draft capital on running backs and offensive linemen. And for some reason, and I tweeted it out when the game was 24 to 7, I was like, you know what? The only thing that's going to beat us now is if our coach decides to get cute and just starts throwing the ball. And you know what he did? (laughs) He got cute. And I felt like I had to explain that to you guys because I know as people of, you know, fans of the Falcons, y'all don't understand the type of pain that I'm going through to watch your team. What? And then lose because your coach decided to throw the ball instead of run the ball. I know you guys don't understand what that feels like, so I just wanted to really no, that that you literally just that's all that you did. I don't know why. Look, first, of all, first of all, for you, I'm a little I'm appalled for you to sit here and say we don't <laughs> like to feel pain. Of the Peyton Manning era, okay? I ain't trying to hear that. Wait, no, no, Eric, Eric. Right. The thing with Peyton, he thinks Peyton was was trash. He he puts he puts luck over Peyton. Oh yeah. So oh, I need to know. Wait a minute. So I need to know. How confident do you feel about Philip Rivers? Not confident. I was. I was. If you uh, could, uh, you can go. You can go through my old tweets before before Philip Rivers was even released from the Chargers. I made a meme because Colts media was like, "Oh, we should get Philip Rivers because Frank Wright coached him up." We should get him. This was like before before free agency started. I was like, do not get this man. This man is old, broken. He can't throw the ball. I cannot trust a man that has over five kids and he has and he's injury prone. And wow, what did they do? That was he has stupid. nine kids. Oh, he's got I can't nine. trust you to make I cannot trust you to make rational decisions if you have to go home every day and deal with nine children. There's no way that you can fit everything inside of your head that is required to be a quarterback in the NFL and nine different separate personalities. There's no way you can do that. 
and I didn't like it. I haven't liked it from the beginning. Are you I don't know that? why they brought him in you here. You know a Super Bowl run is probably not coming this close. No, we weren't gonna win. We're, we were not gonna win the Super Bowl with Phillip Rivers because we he cannot throw the ball outside. Yeah, we I'm cannot ready. stretch the ball. We cannot stretch the field. And we have. It's one thing to have like mobility, like a Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. We don't have the mobility of a Teddy Bridgewater. He cannot <laughs> scramble to save his life. If his nine, if one of his nine children were strapped to the train tracks and like, hey, Phil. You need to run over there within six seconds to save your child. His kids would be dead because he is that slow. It's embarrassing how slow. At least we have a dual a dual threat in Atlanta. I, I'll, I'll give us that. We gotta we gotta yeah. legit tell him. Yeah, yeah, definitely more than we do. Our quarterback has cement feet. Like it's honestly it's offensive. I'm honestly offended, and I would be out. And I, know, I don't want to talk about this because I know what they're going to do. They're going to bring him back for one more year. They're going to address the quarterback position, and it's going to make me want to kill myself. Oh my! Hey, I mean, if New Orleans can do it, why can't y'all do it? Can't do what? Like just bring back an old quarterback and make <laughs> a playoff run, man. Just just one more year. Yeah, that's just a bad idea. Because yeah. you're, you're going, you got. And I said this about Drew Brees. I said it, said it about Tom Brady. The Buccaneers are a quarterback away from being a great team. The Saints are a quarterback away from being a good team. That's a good roster over there. Those are those are two great rosters. If those teams decide, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their first round draft pick should be a quarterback. But because Tom Brady is so sensitive and is such a bad teammate and a bad person, Peter, he would get in his feelings if they decided to do that. So they're not going to do that because they decided to hand over the franchise to a forty year old guy who kisses kids on the mouth when they're sixteen. So enjoy that Tampa Bay. Oh, enjoy that. <laughs> All right. It's weird. Yeah. Okay? It's weird. It is weird. And I'm glad you weren't here for last week's episode because we talked about how weird our quarterback is. Oh, yeah. Let's not bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring that up. We'll do an offseason. And we'll bring you in and we'll bring that up. Well, to, to, to give you a short story, Matt and his wife, they have evil twins. They're siblings. They're siblings. They look just like them. And the siblings are married. Like, Matt's brother is married to his wife's sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about that. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. That's, yeah, that's weird. It's almost incestuous. I, do I really don't. Um, And I don't even want an explanation for that, to be honest with you. I do. I Tried to get white people to explain it to us, but nobody commented. That's that's the the white version of us, the Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, I think we need a white person on during off season so I can get some insight on white culture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, for real. All right, so that's to wrap up. It's really nice to see Marcus talk about his own team and get really passionate so he can stop bringing up Quinn Torres Jones. Did I say his name right? Probably not. I don't even care. No. We can call him Quinn Torres. Marcus has to call him Julio. Yeah, Marcus. I just want that man to. to, to, No. 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 I want him to be great. He He was literally in the Super Bowl. He will be. Four years ago. It doesn't. He was there. What? Was Ty ever in one? He probably oh, yeah. wants, he probably secretly wants the coach to trade. That's why he, that's why he on here pushing that that narrative. 
thank you. I would okay. not for the for the price it would cost to get Julio Jones. No, thank you. All right. Okay, Marcus. God, my dog is snoring. Um, yeah, thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Eric, for coming on. Thanks, boss man Breezes, for making time for us today. And Marcus for sneaking on here, even though I still need another break, like another week, because Marcus is driving crazy. But he's going to be out here more off-season, y'all. I need him out here because some of y'all actually like him for some reason. I don't know why. I'm just kidding. Marcus is cool. He's always welcome, but, you know, sometimes we just need a mental health break, at least me and Josh, yeah. a week or two. Josh, that hat, that hat is coming, bro. We're going to find not, something. Not, not that horse one, no. We're going to find something for you, man. Have you yeah. talked about it on this spot? We'll we'll wait for the offseason to talk about that. Cause we're gonna that you see this? The hat I'm wearing? This but and y'all crappy logo. We're gonna we're gonna really dig into the type of hat you're gonna be wearing this offseason. No. <laughs> I can't wait to, I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I might, I, you know what? I actually I might print it out. You know what? That's what I'm gonna do. You know, you see uh, what this picture you see what this picture is? This black why would you do that? Right I'm gonna print out your new Abby with the Colts hat and it's gonna go right here. <laughs> I so every time I'm on the Dirty Bird Nation report, you'll be able to see your beautiful face with, you this, beautiful, with this beautiful logo every no. time. Right no. here, buddy. Right? Just for you. He'll, he'll do it. So be, be prepared for that, Josh. Hopefully the world ends on, on New Year's Day. That's a question. Yeah, speaking of New Year's, y'all don't drink and drive. We're still in a paragraph, a global paragraph. So for the love of God, wear a mask, practice social distancing and all that stuff. And if we make it to 2021 and the aliens don't start coming out like on Independence Day, I'm going to be pissed personally because I just, I'm just ready for some change. You know what I'm saying? Some drastic change. So if we don't get aliens coming out, Sky, I'm going to be upset on New Year's. But seriously, don't drink and drive. But I am serious about what I said, too. Okay, y'all got any shout outs? I just want to say that uh, just because Koo missed that kick doesn't mean you can call him racial slurs. It's not a problem. <laughs> I, didn't say Did I, I didn't say you. I'm just saying it's not okay. Don't, don't, don't do it. I know there's, I know there's a lot of deleted tweets about that man and about his ethnicity and about where he came from. It is not okay to send those tweets out. Wow. <laughs> I'm talking about me. I ain't seen any race. I don't think. I just talked no. about mom, and that was it. Josh, do you got any shout outs? Um, just Nina, um, and my little boy, Kathan. Uh, I was about to say, you oh said gosh. just Nina. Was it, I was like, was it her no. idea to have like the whole red thing going on in the background? I like that. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, she got the, these are like LED lights. I could change to whatever color, and she got them from my, uh, from one of my Christmas. Oh, she got it for you, oh, man. You know what? Hashtag black love every time, man. I love it. That's such a beautiful thing, man. What can you do? <laughs> Thank you. What can Thank you do, man? I got the heart eye emojis going right now. <laughs> Eric, you got any shout outs? Uh, just shout out to my little man, Cameron. That's about it. Yeah, both got C named signs. Um, where are my shout outs? I don't fucking know. 
Uh, um, shout out to everybody listening. Shout out to my dog who snored through half of this. So if you heard that, that was my dog. Got me farting because it did sound like the fart like the whole time. Anyways, uh, oh yeah, and you know, I'll put the suicide prevention hotline stuff in the description box. Uh, and yeah, we are out because if I don't get my mom this medicine, she's going to freaking kill me in like two seconds. So goodbye. 10-inch Tico Hive, what's up?